Welcome to Seeking God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Three essential, definite truths to know and the acknowledgement of the true God, Jesus Christ, Son of God, God the Son, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost. Who is Christ? We're told that Jesus is a glorified spiritual body sitting at the right hand of God now. And that is his glorification. And the Spirit of God is still in Christ, as in 2 Corinthians 5, 17-19, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And we pray in Christ's stead, be you reconciled unto God, giving us the ministry of reconciliation. What is the truth? There's three essential truths and foundational Christ revelation to understand who the true God is, who is of Jesus only. Now, let's refer to the scriptures where most people say that resurrection is glorification. They take it in the general resurrection of the body, the church. Now, let's take a look at what Paul states in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 43. Most will stop there at a general resurrection, saying Jesus was shown a natural body, raised a spiritual body, sown in dishonor, raised in glory. Let's read the scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 43, and he's going to tell us, Paul, about the general resurrection there that we're going to see in the book of the Revelation. Blessing the Holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. Here we go. 1 Corinthians 15, 43, reading from the King James Version. So, it is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And that's where most stop. That's a general resurrection. Jesus prepared a place for us. Let's go on to 1 Corinthians 15.45, or the truth states, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam, we all know that's Jesus Christ, was made a quickening spirit, not a spiritual man, a quickening spirit. We're not in the natural general resurrection. Made a quickening spirit. We will be quickened, made alive. Our natural bodies now being raised and we're a spiritual body. But the Lord is more than that. He went back to the Father. He came, proceeded from the Father, went back to the Father. Resurrection is not glorification in the case of the Lord, as stated 
in 1 Corinthians 15, 45. And again, as so it is written, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Jesus is that spirit. Acts 2, 36. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified. God hath made him both Lord and Christ. Jesus stated that no man taketh my life from me. I freely lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to receive it again. This I have received of my Father. John 2 verse 20 states, Jesus stating, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said 40 and 6 years were they in building this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days? The iron, a natural temple. But Jesus spake of the temple of his body, the naos, the spiritual temple that he is, and which now know you not that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We're not our own, we're bought with a price. In Matthew 28, 18, Jesus went back to the Father and he said, Upon his resurrection, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Now let's take a look at Acts 2.36. That, that all the house of Israel know assuredly that that same Jesus whom you crucified, the man, God hath made him both Lord and Christ. The question is, when was he begotten? When was he, through the Spirit of God, declared to be the Son of God, the monogamies? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The key there is only begotten, monogamies, which is the only born that Jesus Christ, the man, Emmanuel, God with us, will have the same nature. That is the monogamies. It's not ganeo, which just means born. It literally means ganes, which is that he is the same nature, the same spirit as the father. That's the key to the only begotten. The father is the invisible self-existent, eternal spirit of God. The Son of God is that invisible spirit revealed, as Jesus stated in John 14. He stated, you believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house of many mansions. We're not so would have told you. I've got to prepare a place for you, not for him, for us. And he said, whether I go, you... And the, the, where I, the way I go and the weather I go, you know. Now, Thomas said to him, Lord, we know that whether thou goest, how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
no man cometh to the Father but by me. Key statement. From henceforth, you both now know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And that suffices us. That's sufficient. Jesus stated, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? The words, I'm in my Father, my Father's in me, or else believe me for the work's sake. The words that I speak, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, houses permanently in me forever. He's the one doing the works. All the miracles that he did, healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, open blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walking the captive, going free, was the Father. Jesus said, I do nothing of myself. Well, take a look at Hebrews 1. It states there that Jesus was made so much better than the angels. There he is definitely glorified. When was he begotten? As we see here that Jesus in Hebrews 1, who hath in these last days spoken to us, God in Sunday times in divers manner, spake unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he's appointed heir of all things. Now, verse 2, verse 3, I'm sorry, who being in the brightness of, Jesus, who being the brightness of his glory. We're speaking of glory now. Not just resurrection, but glorification. And the expressed image of his person. Not just an image, but the expressed image. The diecast mold of the very essence of who God is and all of his attributes. And upholding all things by the word of his power. We went. When he had by himself purged our sins. Is that it? No. Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Being made. Remember in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Hebrews 1, 4. Being made so much better than the angels. Well, in Hebrews 2, it said that what is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of man that thou regardest him. Thou madest him a little lower and the angels crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the work of thine hands. But now we see not all things under him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. But not here in verse 4, because he's made, what? Higher than the angels. Hebrews 1, verse 4 again. Jesus, being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. What name did he obtain? The name Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. We believed on the name of the Son of God that he is not Jehovah Jr., he is not God Jr. He's not any second person of the Godhead. He is, in truth, 
G. Jehovah is salvation, the Holy One of Israel, as spoken by the prophets. We go on. When he says there, then the which of the angels, that's Hebrews 1.5, said he at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. What day? When he's glorified, set it there on right hand in heavenly places. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten to the world, in the foreknowledge of God, the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world, and his logos, that is God manifest himself, that is Emmanuel, God with us, not son of God with us, God with us. And when he bringeth the first begotten in the world, he said, let all the angels of God worship him. You can only worship God. And of the angels, he said, who maketh his angel spirits, his ministers of flame of fire. But what about the son? But unto the son, he saith, thy throne, O God. He has been elevated, exalted to the glory of the father. Now, we will break that down even more as we unfold it, unpack it. That son, God says, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows, and thou, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thine hands. Now let's take a look at resurrection. Is it glorification? Most say there in 1 Corinthians 15, 43, it's raised in glory. Therefore, Jesus, the Son of God, there was glorified at resurrection. But when we go on and see 1 Corinthians 15, 45, that's not the case. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. We see it again in 2 Corinthians 3, 17. The Lord is that spirit, capital S, God Almighty, the self-existent, eternal spirit of God. Let's take a look there at John. John chapter 20. We're going to see in John chapter 20 that Jesus is resurrected on the first day of the week. Mary Magdalene comes to the sepulcher and she finds the stone is rolled away and she cannot find the body of Jesus. Now, notice that when he says to her, Mary, she said, Lord, she supposed he had been the gardener at first. Now, now take a look at John 20, verse 15. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. She's looking for the Lord. Verse 16, Jesus saith unto her, Mary, she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. 
She knew her Lord Jesus. Notice what Jesus states to her, very important. Verse 17, John 20, verse 17, Jesus saith unto her, touch me not. That touch there, touch me not, in the Greek is don't hold on to me. For I am not yet ascended. He's not yet ascended. He's resurrected. I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brother and say unto them, I send to my father and your father and to my God and your God. He hasn't ascended yet. He must go to the father. For if he goes not away, it's expedient that he goes away. Because if he goes not away, the Holy Ghost, the comforter will not come. Jesus stated himself, out of your belly shall flow rivers of lemon water. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Glorified what? With what? John 17, 5. Father, glorify me with thine own self, with the glory I had with you before the world was. So every manifestation in the Old Testament that we see before the world was, that Jesus had laid aside his glory and made himself of the reputation so we could have a relationship. Even under the law, there with the Lord Jesus Christ. The name's not revealed yet. Why? Because God had not made a permanent dwelling, a permanent tabernacle for him and placing his name there that would be there for eternity. He had not founded or made a permanent abode for himself where he would abide and dwell forever. Now notice, he tells Mary, Magdalene, I have not ascended to my God and your God, my Father and your Father. Not yet. And then Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples what she had seen. Now we go to Luke. And most people will stop right there at 1 Corinthians 15.43. It's sown in dishonor, raised in glory. That the resurrection is the glory, the glorified body. But in Jesus' case, we go on to 1 Corinthians 15.45. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The second, the last Adam, Jesus Christ, was made a quickening spirit. Not a spiritual body, the spirit. And that's the ninth chapter. We know that Saul of Tarsus, later on called Paul, has and sees the Lord on the Damascus road, knocks him down to the ground and blinds him for three days. Did he see a man standing in the way? He saw a great light. So powerful a light that shone above that sun and blinded him for three days. He said, who art thou, Lord? Speaking to him in the Hebrew tongue. Who art thou, Lord? Jehovah, God Almighty. And Jesus said, I am Jesus. We see the glorified man, Christ Jesus, is that spirit. 
just as stated in the word of God. He is the Christ. Christ is the spirit of God, as we see in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. The Old Testament prophets, all of them. They're from Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi. Sought diligently into the grace that should come to us, searching what or what manner of time, the spirit of Christ that was in them. When it signified, when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Christ, first and foremost, is that spirit. All the Old Testament prophets sought diligently for the grace that should come to us. How? By the spirit. Christ is that spirit. But we have not so taught Christ in the churches and especially in the denominal world globally. It has been overlooked. But now the time in the revelation of Jesus that we must turn that to the one Lord God and not deny the only Lord as Jude tells us that pernicious men would come in the last days vessels under destruction denying the only Lord God that we are earnestly to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints what is that faith that Jesus Christ is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty that was manifest in flesh there in his humiliation, he became a man. We see that in Philippians 2, verse 5 through 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, that form is morpha. It's an eternal state of being. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God, something to be seized upon. Why? Because he has every attribute of the spirit from the aloft to the tav, from the alpha to the omega, from the A to the Z, everything God is, was, and ever will be in grace and truth is Jesus Christ. Therefore, he's equal with God in every attribute that God is in his essence. Not a not robbery to be equal with God in every attribute, but made himself of no reputation. That is every attribute that he possessed as God Almighty in the form of God, he laid aside his dignity, his honor, his glory. Made himself of no reputation, not some reputation, no reputation, and took on him the form of a servant. A servant. That form that he took upon himself as spirit that he's not going to work his spirit, but as a man. And under the law, to redeem us under the law, we had to have a kinsman redeemer. How could God do it? He makes himself of no reputation. He takes on him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man. God fashioned as a man, not the son of God, not the second person of the Godhead. That doesn't exist. God himself took upon him the form of a servant and there became obedient even to the death, the death of the cross, wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name. When? Given him a name. He obtained that name. 
that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, to the glory of the Father, not to the glory of the Son. That servant, even the prophets told us in Isaiah 43.10, quoting that in Isaiah 43.10, God said, uh, speaking through the prophet Isaiah, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord. One Lord, that's your Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And my servant whom I have chosen. The servant that had to be chosen. So much so that's Israel. Take a good look. Because in Isaiah 43:10, the Lord says that you may know and believe me and understand, I am He. God's not the nation, Israel. I am He, the servant. Then He explains it. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. God said, I am he. I am the Lord thy Savior, God thy Redeemer. Isaiah 43, 15, the Holy One of Israel, not a Holy Trinity. That's the truth that God is revealing now to those that understand these basic truth, fundamental truths of Christ that we have through the centuries, have allowed the world to come in and displace the revelation of Christ. The nominal teaching, favorable doctrines, seducing spirits, denying the only Lord God. Paul warned of it, said immediately after my departure, grievous wolves shall come in, not sparing the flock. They're teaching these pernicious ways, denying the only Lord God. Second Peter, second chapter says the same thing, denying the only Lord God, bringing upon themselves with destruction. Jesus said they would come in the days in his name and should deceive many. We are turning back to the true doctrine of Christ. God's always had a people. But in the last days, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world to our witness and all nations, and then the end will come. Jesus stating in John 8, 13, whenever the Pharisees came to him disputing about him, that he was not and is not God, he's not deity, they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, you bear record yourself, your record's not true. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. I am one that bear record of myself and my father that sent me, he beareth record of me. Then he explains, it is written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. I am one that beareth witness of myself and my father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. The Pharisees said, where is your father? Jesus said, if you had known me, you should have known my father also. They do, they do not realize that Jesus is the father revealed in the days of his flesh. God's own flesh, God's own body. As he stated in Isaiah 43, 10, before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. When did he do that? Well, Philippians 2, 6, Jesus being in the form of God, did not think of Robert to be equal. God made himself, God himself, of no reputation, took, took upon him the form of a servant. 
There's your servant. It's God himself, Emmanuel, a virgin conceiving, bringing forth a son, calling his name Emmanuel. To us, a, a, a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government shall rest upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 5. Isaiah 9, 6. And his name shall be called the name that he obtained. Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, not the mighty son of God, the mighty God, the everlasting father, not the everlasting son, the prince of peace. Now we're getting back to the true doctrine of Christ that we must be established in in order to be saved. It's a foundational rock of the church. There we find that in John's gospel, he's going to tell us there in John 20, he has not yet been glorified. He's ascending to, to Mary Magdalene. I ascend to my God, your God, my father, and your father. When did he ascend? Well, many will say in his resurrection, he was glorified there with the father's own self, but he had not gone to the father yet. He hadn't ascended to heaven yet. That happened there on 10 days before Pentecost, at 40 days after Jesus' passion, being seen alive of as many as 500 men at one time, then he told his disciples, wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. That's one spirit. You'll see that in Galatians 4, verse 6. God has sent forth the spirit of his Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's the spirit. The Spirit of the Son, the Spirit of the Father is one of the self-same Spirit, just as Jesus said in John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. What, one flesh? No, one Spirit. We're the same Spirit. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. You've seen the works of God, you've seen God. You've seen the power of God. Well, it states there, some will say, well, now, wait a minute. In Luke 24, when Jesus is resurrected, and he goes and tells the disciples and they meet him in a room and the doors being in the, sh and the windows and the doors being shut. Jesus appears in the midst of them. And, and he said to them, Oh, fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Verse 26 of chapter 24, the gospel according to Luke. Ought not Christ, remember Christ is the spirit, but he made himself a body of flesh and blood. Christ is Christ the man. It's not Christ the spirit being Christ the man being Christ Jr. That's an oxymoron. It does no such thing. Christ is Christ. Christ is that spirit who took on the form of a servant, Christ the man. And then he's going to die, be buried, resurrect, and then go back to the glory of the Father. Enter back into Christ's glory, the Spirit. And Jesus states it in Luke 24, verse 26. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things, being crucified, 
and to enter into his glory. That's the glory of the Father. That's the glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost. And Jesus stated, look, I'm going to pray the Father. He's with his disciples in the days of his flesh. I'll pray the Father send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Jesus is stating he's going to be in his disciples. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. When? When he's glorified with the Father's own self being the Spirit. The Christ in you is Christ Jesus in you, which is the Father. You'll see that in Ephesians 4. There's one body, one Spirit in whom you're calling, one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, Father of us all and in us all, the Father. Jesus stated himself, they're going to throw you before kings and magistrates and bring you before them. Take you no thought what you shall say, for I'll give you a mouth that they cannot gainsay nor resist, for it's not you that speaketh, but your Father that speaketh in you. Hmm. Well, that's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's Jesus in you. And if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he hath not God. But if the spirit that dwelled in Christ dwells in you, it shall also quicken or make alive your mortal body. But if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. We must abide in this doctrine of Christ. We find it in Second, Second John. Nine, if any man abide not in the doctrine of Christ, he hath not God. That's very simple. First John 2, 22. Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is that spirit, the father of glory. He is Antichrist that hath denied both the father and the son. Why the father? Because Christ is the father. He is an invisible spirit of God. The omniscient, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent spirit of God. And he's denied the Son. Why? Because the Son of God is the Father revealed in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. That Spirit revealed. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. If you've seen God, it's Jesus Christ. Bottom line, when you, those of you that have the true gospel of Jesus Christ, when you see and you see that throne in heaven, you won't see a man standing beside the throne. Not at the right side. You'll see Jesus sitting on that throne. In Revelation 3, verse 21, Jesus said to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's the place he prepared for us. Where we're made to sit together in heavenly places. What he wrought to usward when he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. We are at the right hand of God now. Our conversation is in heaven, setting our affections on the things above, not on the things beneath. But where did Jesus go? He said, even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, not S-I-T, not positional, but S-E-T, a forever settled state of glory. Always has been God, always will be God. Always has been the Spirit, always will be the Spirit, is, was, and is to come, the Spirit of God, Jesus Christ. Well, for our salvation, 
we had to have a kinsman redeemer. And that's where the kenosis came in. He made himself of no reputation. So that second essential truth is that you have to understand that God humbled himself, making himself of no reputation to take on him the form of a servant to be made in the likeness of man found in fashion as a man, as our kinsman redeemer, Galatians 4, verse 4, that in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made in under the law to redeem us that were under the law. He's going to redeem mankind. He had become one. But after Christ suffered these things, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and entered in, enter into his glory, the glory of the Father. He's Christ, as all the Old Testament prophets prophesied by the Spirit of Christ that was in them, First Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, when it signified beforehand, testified beforehand of the sufferings of Christ. Christ the Spirit is Christ, the man revealed in a body of flesh. Well, we have to understand that the Lord is that spirit and the doctrine of Christ. We have to understand these truths and knowing the true God. Jesus Christ, in the revelation of Jesus Christ, that God is sealing his servants now in their foreheads, that's the mind of Christ, to those that have foundational truth, but going on to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. There we understand that resurrection is not glorification. Just as Jesus stated, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters as he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. What he glorified, what Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost, which is now sent down to us. When did that happen? When Jesus ascended to heaven to the Father. Not resurrection. Again, reference, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. That first man, Adam, was made a living soul. That last Adam, Jesus Christ, the man, was made a quickening spirit. When Paul was on that Damascus road, he saw a great light. He saw the spirit there as light. God is lightening him. There's no darkness at all. Paul saw it, blinded him. So great a light blinded him for three days. Ananias came to him and for him said, uh, uh, there, Saul, receive your sight. There, Paul had seen the Lord Jesus Christ, the one that he had persecuted for so long. It was hard to him for him to kick against the bricks. This is the true revelation of Jesus Christ. Is it a oneness doctrine that Jesus is at the right hand of God in the spiritual body and the spirit of Christ is still in? No, that's Tunis. Miss the mark. Who is the man Christ Jesus? Well, the man Christ Jesus is that quickening spirit. This, that is 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Don't stop at 1 Corinthians 15, 43, that he's made a spiritual body. No, go to 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The general resurrection, yes, we, the body of Christ, will be sown in dishonor, raised in glory. We'll have a glorified body as we have borne the earthly, will also bear and wear the heavenly. 
but not Jesus Christ. He is that spirit. He's glorified by the Father's own self, John 17, 5. He's begotten when he's sitting with his own right hand. Therefore, of that throne, oh, God is forever and ever. The Father and the Son being one. The Spirit of the Father, Spirit of the Son, Galatians 4, 6, is one and the self-same Spirit. That's the revelation of Jesus Christ from Revelation 1, 8, first and foremost. Jesus states, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. First Timothy 6, 15 and 16, Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, omnipotent, Almighty, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man, other than Jesus, no man can see or approach unto. At your Lord Jesus Christ, the man Christ Jesus, who is the only true God in eternal life. That's the doctrine of Christ. It's essential to be born again. First John 5, verse 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, he is that spirit, is born of God. First John 5, 20, The Son of God has come and given us, given us an understanding of him that is true, and we are in him that is true even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the only true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols, amen. This is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, the Emmanuel, the self-existent, eternal, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Spirit of God, the Lord Jesus is that Spirit. Neighbor, Let's turn away from idols, get back into the true one God, not oneness doctrine, not certainly not Trinity, but not oneness doctrine either, saying that Jesus is on the right hand of God. That's where he made a place for us in Ephesians 1, what he wrought to us were the body of Christ when he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places because we're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. He's given us now the minister of reconciliation in Christ's stead. As ambassadors for Christ, we are bone of his bone. We are flesh of his flesh. We're made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ because of his work. But who is Jesus? He is that quickening spirit. He is the father of glory. He is the word of He is the Holy Ghost. He is the everlasting father, Isaiah 9, 6. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Stand therefore in the liberty. Wherein Christ has made you free, be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. My neighbor, we're praying for each and every one that is seeking God in truth, for the true Jesus, the true revelation. Sad to say, it's hard to be found. We have over a thousand ministers in Africa since we've been going there in 2012 that have turned to this true God in eternal life, Jesus Christ, the true Christ, the, the God Almighty, and made himself in the reputation, came into the world, died, buried, rose again, and then after his resurrection, went back to the Father in glorification, being that spirit. Now, somebody said, is he coming back in that same fashion? Yes, as he ascended to heaven, he's coming back in bodily form. That is Titus 2.13, looking for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's his body. But we are the body of Christ now. He's the head and we are the body of Christ. So when the Son of Man 
delivers up the kingdom to God, even the Father, that he may be all through all and in us all. Then come at the end, when he shall deliver up the kingdom to God. And that's all of us, what he brought to us with. Let's worship the true God in eternal life, Jesus Christ. There's not another. We have, through man-made doctrines and seducing spirits, literally reduced the Son of God to a mere second person of the Godhead instead of the true God and eternal life. We must return back to these tenets of faith, the foundation, rock, which is Christ and Christ alone. Well, we're praying for each one in the body of Christ that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next day, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.